Chicago Bears podcast. Listen, Bad the Designer, Jason McKee, y'all ain't worried about us right now because, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, the Windy City Flyer, the Hall of Famer is in the building. Devin Hester finally gets into the hall. Long overdue. D. Hest, congratulations, brother. How are you feeling right now, man? Man, it's just really for me, it's just a blessing and a dream come true. No, I mean, just for any football player to get the opportunity to make it to the Hall of Fame, man. Uh, words cannot describe the way I feel right now, man. I'm just well, taking everything in and truly blessed. Yeah, DHS, congrats, man. I know we've talked about this for years, man. It seems like it's it's been been a long time coming, man. And we've talked about this moment. Uh, you know, I've always told you it was going to be here and it's here, man. So congrats. And let's go back down memory lane not too far, uh, not too far ago. Uh, how did this all happen? Like, tell us the day that you got the call. How did that all go down? So I got the call um, last week, and um, it wasn't really. So a lot of people get to knock at the door. I got a horn, and I got a horn. Um, so pretty much what happened was me and Edge and James, we got uh, old schools. You know what I mean? So Edge hit me up and was like, yo, D, man, let's go, go take the cars out for the, uh, you know what I mean? Take them out on third, just ride around a little bit. Go grab some lunch or something like that. And I'm like, okay, bet. So I uh, told him, you know, text me Wednesday night. Let me know if we're going to reach for show. You know what I mean? We're going to ride. Because, you know, you know, I got to go clean the car up. So oh, he God. sent me the text Wednesday night. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a bet. We're going to ride. And so, you know, I cleaned the car up and everything. Waited for Thursday. Dropped the kids off. Well, then dropped the kids off. Actually, my wife had the kids at the house and was just telling me that they had a dentist appointment at 11. So they didn't have to go to school till 11 o'clock. So... They all at the house, and um, Agent sent me a text that he was like 20 minutes away from the house, bro. So from that moment, I'm at the house chilling, waiting on them to pull up. And um, next thing I know, I hear a beep at the beeping, beeping car at the front in the front yard. And um, as I'm going out to, to open up the door, I just it's a little mirror where I can a little window where I can see like kind of like the front door, but not too much of the forefront door. So as I'm walking out past the window. I just see a bunch of camera crew just running behind, you know what I mean, running to the front door. And then when I came around the corner to see the front door, I see Adrian and he got on his gold jacket, man. And that's when I knew, okay, it finally happened, man. What's the what's the first thought, right? You you open the door, it's finally happening. What what's the emotion, I guess, in that moment of you going through the first year? You've said many times you thought you was first ballot worthy. They don't put you in. Year two comes around. I I I didn't tell Jay Mac a million times. They put a referee in. I almost slapped somebody. But yeah, I mean, like, come on, dog. Like, we're not talking about game changing people. You putting a ref in. But now, finally, you get there. What's the emotion in that moment? Man, you know, what I mean, it, it was all the, the the veterans always told me that you know, what I mean, that has experience and, and went through the Hall of Fame situation. That you know what I mean. No matter if your first, second, third round, the moment you get that call at that knock at the door, it feels like it's the first for your first round, you know what I mean? And it, it's just a feeling that just being, just knowing that out of less than 300, 400 players in the NFL that you, you're one of them now. Yeah, DHS, now you got the call from a fellow UM alum, Edger and James, and now you, you're going into the hall this year with another UM, UM alum, Andre Johnson. Talk about, you know, that relationship that you guys have had, you know, back from the UM days, but also how does it feel going in with another fellow UM alum? 
Uh, man, it feel great. You know what I mean? Whenever we can represent, you know what I mean, the, the, the University of Miami. And, uh, you know, we have about 11 guys right now that's in the Hall of Fame from UI. So we have a little bond connection, like a little a little brotherly, brotherly love connection amongst our peers. And, you know, me and Andre was was pretty much up for the Hall of Fame the same year, which was three years ago when we first had our eligibility. And so um, me and Dre pretty much was in the same situation. We was always first, you know what I mean, finalists for our first three years. So yeah. we had experience of calling, calling the first two years of calling each other. You know what I mean? Like, hey, did you get that call or did you get that knock? And I'm like, nah, man, you know what I mean? And so we both experienced having that call. So people don't know, once you make the top 10 finalists, they call you and let you know if you made it or not. And if you didn't make it, they still give you a call and say, hey, man, you was the finalist top 10. But unfortunately, you didn't make it this year. So um, we was able to share uh, my experience. And yeah, man, you know what I mean? The first year, yeah, man, I got the call. God told me I wasn't I wasn't in this year. You know what I mean? What about you? And he was like, yeah, I just got off the phone with him too. He told me I didn't make it. So we both experienced that situation for the first two years, our first two years of not making it and being able to receive that call and let each other know that we didn't make it. And then this time around, we normally get that call, like you normally get that call like on the 24th, 25th. And so um, when we didn't get that call, I was shocked because I was like, well, if I didn't get that call now, it's a good it's a good thing. <laughs> and so um, around the 26th, I, I say, I called, I called him. I said, Dre, you got the call? He said, no, nah, they ain't called me yet. Like, they ain't called me yet neither. So, <laughs> so that, that, that was more a feeling that, hey, man, it's a strong chance that we it's a possibility that we may make it this year. And we, unfortunately, we both made it in at the same time. So this is a blessing. Absolutely love it. I I, I got to ask you this. I heard LeBron James one time say, right, the 3-1 comeback, he said, that's greatest of all time worthy. When you think about your career, think about all the great plays you've made. Think about all the games you've changed by returning kickoffs, scoring touchdowns, whatever it may be. What's the play that sticks out in your mind where you say, that's Hall of Fame worthy right there? Uh, and it, it's a no-brainer, you know what I mean? It's a Super Bowl. And it just because um the situation, you know what I mean, the type of game it was, uh, which is the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and not only that, but when you make a play or do something spectacular or even good when it's already talked about before it even happened, and then you go out and do it, you know what I mean, that, would make, that makes – that play special and whoever does it makes it even more special. You know what I mean? So in my situation, you know what I mean? Before the game, leading up to the game, it was already talked about. You know what I mean? Whether or not he was going to get a chance to get his hands on the ball. And if he does, what's the odds of him taking it back? You know what I mean? So it was already talked about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you have plays like that, that's already talked about. And you go out and make that play too, it's, it's, it's special. Quick, quick follow up on that, J-Mac, real quick. Because the same thing, though. When you hear that Tony Dungy all week was like, we ain't kick it to him, we ain't kick it to him, we ain't kick it to him. And then he said, we ain't scared of D-Hess, kick it to him. Does it yeah. make it even better? It, 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 like at the end of the day, you know what I mean? I, most respect to him but because when you go in a game like that and you you showing your teammates as a head coach that you, you fear of a player, you know what I mean? Then what is the coach telling the rest of the player? Listen, man, this is a guy we scared of. We not we avoid him. So now you let your team down. And when the coaches. In that situation, he didn't have no choice but to kick it to him. You know what I mean? If not, then he would really, really be losing. His players would be losing faith in him. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
he's just been with a head coach would do and say, hey, listen, we not we don't fear nobody. We're going to go out and play football. And that's what he did. Yeah, yeah. So what's what goes on with the process now? What's on the agenda? You was at NFL Honors last night. They made the announcement. So what is the next steps in this Hall of Fame process? So today we had the luncheon where we um, it was more like a brunch type thing where where was um, they had a couple of the Hall of Famers on the stage. Uh, we was able to sit down and eat eat lunch and dinner. Um, we got a chance to get announced. They showed a glimpse of um. All us again when when we had the, the experience again the, the knock at the door, they showed it on the big screen, and um, that was the day. And then tomorrow we do the fitting for the rings. We do the fitting for the jacket as well as the mold. Um, just really, the mold tomorrow is a short period of time, but people don't really. I just found this out. Like when they do the mold, it takes about four or five hours just sitting in the chair. Oh, wow. And so tomorrow is the short the short one where they only doing the eyes. And I want to say the mouth and the nose. And then another time around where we have to come back and meet with the guy that's doing it. That's about another three or four hours sit down. Uh, are you, quick, hold on one second. Uh, Diaz, real quick, talking about the mold and the bus that they're going to make of you. Are you going in with the dreads? Is, is the, is, is, because I, I, you know, I, when I played, Diaz had the dreads. You know, he had to hang out in his helmet. Pat, I was always jealous because I couldn't grow no hair like that. But <laughs> <laughs> that's had the dreads dangling down. So I just want to know: is the bus gonna have the dreads? Most definitely, bro. It ain't it ain't D Hess without the dread. It, they gotta have them. Yeah. Pat, faded D Hess just li listen. He was still amazing, but dreaded D Hess was an absolute problem, An dog. Animal. Yeah. That, was, that, was, that was my main back in the day. I felt like a lion back in the day, man. Hey, you, no, you, you, you was racing cheetahs, bro. You was man, racing cheetahs. All that. Catching cheetahs, eating cheetahs, all that, yeah. man. Let me tell you about DS, right? He is, for, for me, like, this is no surprise. Like, he, he's always been that type of player. Like, he's a Hall of Fame person. He's a Hall of Fame yeah. guy. But he's one of the most competitive people I've ever been around. And, like, I mean, I'm telling you, there were times that me and D-Hess will be walking down the hallway and I bet you I can beat you in that door or I, I bet you I can do this. Like, he, he's yeah. such a competitive person. Like, D-Hess, where, where does that competitive drive come from? I feel like that what to be honest, it that was, it, that's that's what made me great. I always wanted to compete at anything in life. And, and by me competing, it made me better at everything. Like, I feel like it's nothing in this world that when it, co when it comes to any type of sports, any type of game of anything, I feel like I can do, you know, from from table tennis to pool to bowling to golfing, you know what I mean, to playing basketball, tennis, anything. Like, I always had a competitive mindset, and it just made me better at everything. This, this is so funny because it's a core memory of mine that D-Hess probably ain't even thought about, but I'll never forget. Dreaded Hester, right? Dreaded Hester came up one day to Gold's Gym up in mm -hmm. Gurney with Adrian Peterson. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all was hooping. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> like like regular athletes, and we out there just fighting for our life. They was like, Pat, you got Hess. You a dang lion, got Devin Hester. Somebody else better pick this man. And they had me guard Devin Hester. They had me guard you, Devin, for like four or five plays. And I was yeah. like, bro, he just dunked it and took off on the other end and was already down. There. Bro, I'm, I'm going home, bro. I'm done. <laughs> I, I, I love that you were able to get in, bro, 
What does it mean to you to be able to go in, though, with somebody who you also were able to play with in Julius Peppers, a former teammate as well, and another former Bear also in Steve Mongo McMichaels? It's it's an honor, man. You know what I mean? It's I don't feel like this. I feel like this is the first time in history where they had a situation like this where you had three players to go in that was on the same team, or at least played on the same team. You know what I mean? And it's a great honor, and it's a great look for the city of Chicago. Uh, to have three players to go in the same year, you know what I mean? It's just a great look for the city, you know what I mean? And I'm I'm, I'm glad of the picks that the Hall of Fame made this year. I feel like this is one of the stronger class that um, the Hall of Fame has had in the previous years. And, you know, it's just a good look on everybody. Yeah, D. Hess, I know as athletes, we grew up having a lot of mentors and idolizing former players. I know you grew up and had a mentor, uh, Deion Sanders, also known as Coach Prime right now. Uh, talk about what he meant to you as an idol, but then also, you know, tell the kids out there we have dreams and aspirations of uh, uh, achieving, you know, playing in the NFL or achieving that Hall of Fame goal one day. What is the message that you would give young kids? It's, it's, it's surround yourself by greatness. You know what I mean? If you don't, don't surround yourself by negative people. You know what I mean? Put yourself in a situation where you have a positive person. And if you do have a positive person in your life, don't mess it up. You know what I mean? Don't mess it up with your, with attitudes or poor body language or not want to listen to this person because at the end of the day, these guys don't have to do it. They do it out of kind, they do it out of love, and they do it out of, out of love, and they do it out of seeing something special in you. So when you run across any type of person that's a great role model, they don't have to be a professional athlete, but if he's a great role model and he's setting an example the right way, it, 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 it only makes you better when you you listen to these type of people. Man, Devin, congratulations again, brother. I'm so excited for you being able to go into it all. I'm going to be down there in Kent, and hopefully we're able to link up down there and kick it with y'all, man. And it's going to be – the one thing that I know about Kent, when when Lack went in, when Brian Erlacher went in, my guy texted me. He was like, bro, I feel like I'm in Chicago, not because of the city, but all I see is Bears jerseys everywhere. Everybody's wearing a Bears jersey. So Chicago about to come down there and show out for you, bro. Congratulations again, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you guys for having me on, man. No problem. Always welcome. Yeah. Thanks for your time. And we know you got a a busy schedule, man. So appreciate you. And you know me, man. I've been one of your biggest fans since day one. I'm just excited to to see you continue going through this process. And uh, long overdue. And, uh, you know, more congrats to you, brother. God bless, man. We'll be seeing you. Thank you, guys, man. You stay warm down there. Shout time, man. (laughs) <laughs> hey man, it's cold out here, bro. It's actually nice. It was like sixty today, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. It was a it was a balmy day out here, bro. Yeah, you know I mean, that's, hey, that's as always, it's your boy Pat the Designer, Jason McKee, and Hall of Famer Devin Hester. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Bear down, peace.